Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Art Aldridge, and this week in production, we're talking Iditarod. Joining me this week is my friend and longtime Iditarod compadre, Mr. Thomas Chartrand, Shoreline Digital Media. Tom, thank you for Hey, hey Art, how here. you doing? It's a little bit like deja vu. Always is. Another year of Iditarod around the corner. Well, I won't even I won't even get to that yet, but I did pick up the recording <laughs> this morning and we had to redo the podcast. Rule number one in broad, broadcast 101 is never talk about your mistakes. Move forward. Yeah, all right, moving forward, but, <laughs> but I messed it up and we have to redo it. So here we are again. I can't promise it will have the same spontaneity that we had this morning, but what I can say is we do have tequila. So we do. Here's a toast to you, my friend, Don Julio. And, and to you Lagos. at this holiday. Yes. A little tequila Lobos here. Nice. Extra añejo, and it's uh, smelling really good right now. Well, enjoy a sip. I've given you some subtle details, some preliminary diagrams for this right. year's Iditarod. Not not too much in depth, and I almost let's go back even just a, a year, or not even, mm -hmm. but let's go back to last April. Right. And after we left Alaska, I decided I'm not coming back. I'm done. I sent my resignation letter in. I said, I'm, I'm just not interested in going back and doing it at, you know, a level that I felt right. like was not up to par. I did a Rod 5.0 might have been it. Yeah, whatever. So I, that was my feeling in April. And of course, mm -hmm. I did about ignored my resignation letter and they didn't really do anything to <laughs> prepare themselves for a different provider. I, I laid out the whole cookbook uh, in, a, in a TWIP video um, in June, I think. I laid it all out. You Basically, gave them the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. Here's, the, here's the cookbook. Here's how I did everything. And... and um, Whatever. So we started having casual conversations about the 2023 race. And I said, the only way, the only way that I would do this is if I'm working from New York in my home studio. Right. And of course, at that point, I wasn't exactly sure that I could pull that off. Um, but that was really my motivation was just... I don't need to be up there to do it. Right. If you want me, I'm doing it from here. So we got the blessing of the Pope and the um, the Holy Mother and uh, the, the friendly ghost and uh, whoever else is involved in those things. And the mushers in Northern Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So we got the blessing and <laughs> I proceeded then to figure out how I would do this because this is different than 2021 when it was COVID year and you right. and uh, Christian went up to Iditarod and I stayed behind. What was different about that year is that all of the live streaming from the start, the restart and the finish were handled by the local broadcaster. So right. there was no need for me to worry about the multicam production of those components. And this time around, um, I would still have to be responsible for those pieces. 
So figuring out how to do multicam remote production from Alaska while the control room's in New York was new to me, and I needed to figure out... I had some ideas, but I wasn't 100% certain that it would work. And a whole host of different workflow well, it adds ideas. Compl- and- it, add, it adds complication because the first thing I right. knew that we would need was more bandwidth. If you're going to mm-hmm. send four cameras over the internet, uh, you're going to need more bandwidth than we might have normally allocated for ourselves. So the first question I said to, to the powers that be, I said, you know, let's figure out that we can get the bandwidth that we need at the uh, the two points, the restart, which is the official start, and the finish in Gnome. Let's in make finish. sure we can get the bandwidth. And I went out and and got confirmation that we could get the pipe to handle this. Yeah. So then I started working backwards. Okay, how? How do we do this? How do we send, you know, cameras and audio and all that stuff back to New York? And even going back, I'll, I'll back up again for a moment. Think back to last March with the Finnish show. We had some technical challenges. There was a lot of problems with the audio mix. There were a lot of problems yeah. with the microphones, a lot of problems with the IFB. Some of that was um, personnel. Some of it was gear. Just didn't have the right pieces at the right places at the right times is the best exactly, way I can yeah. I can put it. So that was one thing that um, Mr. Heister was adamant about, the, the producer of the race, the on-camera talent. He was adamant about having better resources to handle these things. So I knew that mm-hmm. that piece of it, whatever it was going to be, had to be handled in a much better way. Right. And that meant being able to deliver um, a mix minus to all of the on-camera talent, which is like usually three three guys, Greg, Bruce, and, and a local uh, sports guy from the TV station, typically is what we have. And how do I get that audio working remotely? And, and there was so many options and so many ways. But I did, I did make a call to uh, Intenor out of Sweden. And they're my uh, streaming technology Hardware. provider. Yeah, yeah, they're my my encoders and my routers. They're all made by Intenor. And these guys are very knowledgeable about how to do this stuff. And I, I first said, I said, hey, I didn't, you know, put my foot in my mouth, right? I can do this. And I'm like, yeah, you can do it. You just need X, you Y, and so. Z. No, you need X, Y, and Z. <laughs> And X being <laughs> X being a way to get uh, SDI video into your router, which I didn't have when I bought them. I bought them just with the ability to do NDI. And uh, then they say you need bandwidth and you need some way to you know get the audio into the SDI stream because you want to send back right. all of those pieces as SDI signals. So I started to then you know, take that map and figure out how do I do this? And so I did, I sent you a diagram and I said, Tom, this is our, our flow. And this I, this is our Bible. And I said, is, I don't know that book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but the, basically what we're going to do in this call is we're going to, I'm going to lay it out for you 
and you're going to tell right. me where you feel the the pinch points are, and then we're going to work uh, over the next few weeks to make sure that everything is smooth and comfortable for you. I'm I'm feeling the pinch. A big a big piece of this process, I, and I said this before, is the is the audio, getting yeah. audio back to New York, and then being able to deliver. Uh, what we call the mix minus and the the IFB and the Q and the talkback, all of those things were like top of the list for for Greg that we had to have for this year. So I went back and forth with a lot of really smart audio people, and we figured out that Dante using Dante audio protocols would be really the best way to do this. That's a whole new thing. It is a whole new thing for me. I've only used it a little tiny bit in a very simple manner, but it's super, super powerful. So we're going to use these little boxes made by a company called Studio Technologies that have power over Ethernet. <clears throat> they plug into a, a switch, and then you put the headset, uh, the boom mic headset, like the you know sports commentator headsets with the microphones. You plug those right in to the box. They're transformed into digital pieces, and they come back to a computer over, over Ethernet. It's really okay. slick. You can do all kinds of routing. Um, and so that... Have you tested the lag or delay up to this point? Well, here's the beauty of it. So all of the little um, audio routing is going to be done locally in Alaska. You're going to have a laptop as part of the mm -hmm. kit. And that laptop is going to be controlled by me in New York. And I'll be able to program it. I'll be able to route it. I'll be able to adjust things. But essentially, all of that audio is going to come into the control room in Alaska. It's going mm -hmm. to get routed into the different places it has to go, like the uh, the SDI audio embedders. You know, we're going to okay. inject we're going to inject analog audio into the the camera chain SDIs. And yep. then we're going to feed it into the Intonor router, which I spent some money and got a, a capture card for. So yep. I'm limited to four cameras, but we're going to feed those cameras into the Intonor with the new audio. So I'm doing it a little different than we've experimented with. Because you and I have experimented with doing this in different ways at some of the golf tournaments that we've done. Right. Where we embed the audio mix into the SDI so mm -hmm. all the cameras get all the same audio. That's not exactly right. what we're going to do. I'm going to cheat and I'm going to use, I need four channels of audio to come back to me individually. Okay. So we're going to use the left and right of two of the SDI inputs to give me four separate channels. And okay. so they're not going to be mixed. All the mixing is going to be done back here in New York, but those oh, wow. channels are going to come back to me over SDI. But at the same time, a local mix minus for the talent mm -hmm. is going to be done on that laptop and sent back to the headsets over Dante. Individually so, for each of the yeah, talent? Individually. So each wow. one of them will hear the other two people less themselves, but they'll have a little what they call a side tone. So they'll mm -hmm. have a little side tone of their own mic that they can control, but then they'll hear the other two commentators. Plus, they'll hear me using Unity Intercom. Yeah. 
So Unity mm -hmm. Intercom is going to be a way that I talk to them, and it's all going to be mixed in Alaska as far as what they hear in their in their ear pieces. But the audio from channels, that laptop, yeah, the audio channels discreetly will come back to me, and they'll be mixed wow. here with a, a real, you know, audio operator. So hopefully... Hang, hang, hang on one second. I, I need this for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so hopefully that's going to make the audio part of this go better. I mean, here's what I want you to understand is that I understand that you're going to have less human resources than you've had in the past. Usually I'm there with you at least for part of it, or right. you're there with me for part of it, but usually we have each other to rely on plus some local hands. I will not be there, so you'll have you know, less resources. So I, I'm trying to simplify the deployment as much as possible for you. Right. I mean, I think when when things did fall apart, when it was tough, it was when there were those lags in being able to communicate with the control room. And that's where events were happening. Things weren't. It, so it was tough. If this works as good as it sounds, I, I think that that's going to be, you know, everything's going to be spot on as far as being able to operate in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Once once we're, we're connected, like I said, there's definitely yeah. some risks about the bandwidth and if the bandwidth falls apart you'll basically run we're going to have three robotic cameras mm -hmm. and one handheld as we have right and one handheld human operator we've had some more cameras in the past because i could take really i could take about seven into my local um laptop setup when i'm in alaska but i don't have any way to right send back i don't have the bandwidth and i don't have the hardware mm -hmm. to send back more than four so we're gonna have three robotics that you'll control and then yep. you'll have a, a handheld operator on either wireless or uh single line fiber mm -hmm. but the robos will be controlled by you with the same Scarhoy controller that we've used in the past. And you'll have four monitors there. So you'll be monitoring the signals in real time from all four cameras or all three cameras, right. technically, that you have control over. And, and I'll be, be in communication with you as well, the same way as the talent. Yep. You'll, be, you, you'll basically have an, a Unity channel for our talk and then there'll be separate unity channels for the uh, talent right. ifb so we'll communicate that way you'll have control of the cameras as you normally do there'll be probably a little lag between when you move it and when you see it mm -hmm. move in the picture but i think it's going to be minimal the real challenge is just making the whole kit deploy in a more simple way so that you're not getting crushed with tasks. Yeah, it's always like that. And we prepare for that and, and know that it's going to be, you know, but what's nice is that the load is a little bit less as far as all the things we're covering out there. We'll have time to set things up. We we hope that we have time. The, the variable, as you know, is a gnome. Now, what happens yeah. after the start, like when we finish the official broadcast, you usually hop in a little airplane and you go on your merry way to the spa. And then I'm yeah. left I'm left <laughs> to clean up your mess. I have to, you know, is handle all the that's a spa? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a spa. <laughs> don't tell. Don't try to tell people otherwise. Okay. <laughs> so I know there's uh, a lodge on the property, but I've never stepped foot in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you you go out on the trail usually from the official start. Yeah. And I basically break down the gear, pack it up, bring it back to Anchorage, and then it gets loaded on a freight transport and it gets sent to Nome. And all right. of that has to happen within a couple of days because it takes a while for it to get to Nome and then it has to get unpacked, has to get sent from the depot to the uh, the municipal building and from the municipal building it has to get, you know, hand- Over to City trucked, Hall. Hand trucked over to City Hall. So it like it's a long process to get your gear to where it needs to be. And if there's any Absolutely. delay, anything happens, something gets lost, you know, you might not know it for five days. Yeah. But but since I will not be there, we're going to have to add maybe a, a couple of human hands for that piece of it. But right. you don't always get to Nome in time for the finish. Right. Now Last I year, usually basically. I usually I usually count on you being there. I plan mm -hmm. for you to be there. But sometimes the weather doesn't cooperate. Sometimes, you right. know, it just logistics are not Schedules, in our favor. Yeah. And so there's been, you know, at least one year that I can recall, probably more than that, that you haven't arrived to Nome to help me get set up. So uh, being that I'm I was not, stuck in Koyuk, yeah. So if I am not there and you're not there, guess what? There's no broadcast. Correct. So we need so, to, uh, that needs to be figured out. <laughs> that that needs to be addressed in a way that yeah. um, allows you probably an extra day of leeway to get to know. Right. And again, we'll have some local hands, but you're really the guy in charge and you have to be there to make sure it's, it's done. Especially if I'm the only one that knows the setup. Yeah, you know, and that's going to be tough, as well as the streaming setup for the uh, the Burled Arch cameras as well. Yeah, so that's something we'll have to have up and running as well. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So the um, the plan the plan is to take this entire circus train that I have here in my garage, and I've been testing Without, this. I mean, I've been yeah. testing it as best I can. I've got stuff run all over my yard as I normally do. And I've, you know, got, I'm bouncing things between two different internet routers. And, you know, I've even Ooh. taken it over to my friend Billy's house and he's been helping me with the audio and the Dante. So there's been a lot of testing up to this point, but I'm right. going to bring the circus to your town and we're going to set it all up or you're going to set it all up. And then we're going to test it again and make sure that right. you're comfortable with it. And then we'll adjust, of course, where we think we need to. Right. Before it goes to Alaska. So all the configure, what's interesting is it sounds like you're going to have remote access to all of the bits and pieces once we are connected. Once cameras are there, everything's powered up, everything seems to be ready to go, you'll be able to log in and do what you've been doing up to this point. I'll be controlling the PTZ cameras. I'll be, you know, 
essentially communicating to people that we are up and running, ready to go. And then uh, part of the production, essentially, you'll be sitting next to me, but half a world away. Yeah, I will. And, and you know, the things that you'll have to, the things that you're not used to having to deal with are the, like, deploying the, so we're going to have a, a secondary switch. Like, you've got a, a rack that's got the Intenor router. You've got a rack. In that rack with the router is a, a internet router and a, mm -hmm. and a PoE switch. And that's where yep. all of our bits plug in, all the computers, all the, the, the Scarhoy controller, everything that needs to be networked gets plugged into that switch. Much like and we've it, had in the past. Yes, identical, right? identical. Okay. But what's new is that this year there'll be a secondary switch that will be deployed wherever the uh, talent is. And it's in a little uh, 2U fly pack case, and it's got another switch in it, and it's going to connect back to your switch over tactical fiber. You'll have to put okay. some power out there. You'll put the switch. You'll run the fiber line, and then you'll have to run the three audio boxes and the three headsets, but it's all Ethernet. From the switch yep. to the so it's short run from there, and mm -hmm. then you know you just have to deal with the the cameras and you know how the cameras work and then it's as long as our internet line is up we'll be able to get everything else dialed in. I, it sounds very doable. And when you say wherever the talent is, we're talking restart in Willow and Gnome finish show. Yes, gnome finish show. Yep. This so this isn't going with anybody on the trail for the live hits for the live streaming cameras. No. 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 Okay. And then the piece that we talked about this morning when we did this the first time that I yeah. thought about <laughs> as as because you know a lot of times you you talk to people and they do jobs where, and I have jobs where I do this, where you have full redundancy of every single component. I did right. is not one of those jobs. It just, they do not have the resources financially to provide full redundancy. So right. we were talking this morning and I think you brought up the comment like, well, what happens if we don't have the speeds we need Connection. to send the cameras? Right. And I told you in one of my experimentations, because I usually do everything with this program called Mimo Live, and, and I'm a big fan. And you, I've talked about it a hundred times on this podcast. Love it. Yeah. But I did, you know, play, I started playing with this new Blackmagic ATEM Pro ISO switcher. And this the is the, S yeah. the SDI variation of it. So it has okay. four SDI inputs, has two SDI outputs. It has a multi-view. It has a lot of stuff. And it will ISO record all of the cameras, plus I think the program switch. Okay. It'll do all of that in this little, little tiny uh, surface, if you will. I, I looked at it after we spoke, and it looks like a magic box. I mean, it really, if really for the does. Money, it's eight hundred dollars for this little one uh -huh. that's got the SDI. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to send this up with you, and you will basically wire the cameras into it through a a DA, a distribution amplifier, so everything will run into it and loop through it, 
or whatever, however we do it, it'll be a DA actually, not a loop. But you'll right. have the ability, let's say we don't get 50 megabit pipe like we have expressed as the minimum. You know, we asked right. for 100, knowing the minimum would be 50. Let's say we're only getting 10. Well, right. if we only have 10, I can say, okay, Tom, we're going to switch the stream target to be the output of your ATEM Mini, and you just switch the cameras locally using this little surface, and we'll forgo right. some of the fancy graphics and things that we have, and it'll just and be- do a straight cut. Straight cut that way. So the the first question I have just hearing about throughput and the problem with that, and I don't think I brought it up this morning, was I think we've run into this in the past where we said we need this much throughput, and then we find out it needs to be shared with other media that are there. We need, it needs to be shared with other people that are have feet on the ground. Is this dedicated? Well, yes. <laughs> now here's what I did that. Um, I was trying to ensure compliance, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, I called the fiber provider in mm -hmm. Alaska, not the local telco. Okay. I went to the backbone. I went to Con Quintilian. For the back yeah, I went to uh -huh. Quintilian and I said, hey, can you guys help us? We need 100 megabits up, dedicated circuit. And they're like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> okay. So, so we'll see if there's all kinds of politics that are now being uh, drifted in to the plan. But okay. in theory, we should be able to get the circuit that we need. We love in theory. In theory. In theory. In theory. In theory. So, so, so yeah, so yeah. all of this, all of this is definitely correlated, but I think as, as a plan B for mm. the live streams, that would be the plan B is that you'll have a little okay. ATEM switcher. You'll have the ability to do a, a switch and a stream if you had to in a right. reduced, in a reduced bandwidth scenario. Okay. Is this is this DA already built into the rack so we will just be able to simply put in and then take two sources out or is this something that's going to be built in before we road test it when it comes to my Give me another week or two and I'll have that okay. sorted out. We gotcha. just thought about it this morning so I haven't figured out it's, how to do well, it. I, I thought you'd have it all set by now. I might I might have to put a little matrix switcher in one of those oh. um black magic, mm -hmm. you know. 10 by 10 or 12 by 12s, whatever it is. Right. Or or I could do it with just standalone DAs. I haven't figured that part out. All it's right. only money. I can throw some more money at it. Exactly. And make it work. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. But by the time you get to this un undisclosed location in the Northeast, near the Atlantic Ocean, we will. Uh, it'll all be ready to go. Yes. Hopefully, I would say by the middle of January, we will know if we will be sinking or swimming on our way to <laughs> i did arrive 50, swimming in sink 51 <laughs> rather be swimming in sink <laughs> yeah yeah there yeah, speaking of sink there may be some sink issues some delay just in the processing we'll have to correct for those back here but i think it's all it's all doable it's all within a few frames of 
magic. I can't think of any other questions. The uh, the the diagram really just has a couple of extra squares in it with some wires that I haven't seen before, but it looks well thought out. It's It's been thought out, and we've been using some piece, like we switched over on the golf events to using Unity Intercom, mm -hmm. and it's been a little bit of a mixed bag. We've only used it on two events so far, but when it worked, it was great. And the second time yes. when it didn't work, it was because I left some wires at home. So the Unity Intercom is definitely a big part of this because it's it's going to allow us to do some of the uh, the IFB things that the you know director to talent comms that we didn't have last year. And um, we've used it on Iditarod before just for the camera communications, and it seems like it works very well over Wi-Fi. So yeah, yeah I think that when when that pieces figured out on the ground up there and they feel it working it it'll make the show go a lot smoother yeah i i agree so all of these things will be put into place i, I have been working on this for about really about three months in between all the other stuff that i should have been doing um <laughs> but you you know you try all those to other events try to try to prioritize your time the best you can. So I've thought it out. It doesn't mean it's going to work 100%, but in all my testing of the bits, for the most part, it has come together. That's that's good. You usually make it, it work, and usually at the last second sometimes, and that's sometimes. usually what scares me. So knowing that you're in New York and, and there may be some last-second uh, tweaks that are needed, um, I, I just... I know it'll work. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I appreciate your time. I uh, I want to thank you for doing two of these <laughs> recordings now. And, it's all uh, good. I will raise my glass to you, and I will say uh, cheers. Best of uh, the remainder of 2022. Here's to a yes. prosperous 2023. Thank you for Absolutely. everything, Tom. Appreciate all you all do. All good things, good health, and the new year. Absolutely. Yes, and we'll see. We'll see you again on Twip soon.